Listen up. These are moves you'll want to make. Hey, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Furniture arranging tips. Sometimes all you need to do is move stuff around a bit to really positively impact a space. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't cost you a dime, unless maybe you buy the little movers that Anita likes. You know, I think this is interesting. I mean, I'm glad we're doing this episode because I feel like before you spend a lot of money, why don't you look at the layout first? I think it's good to do some things that don't cost anything first and see how far that'll go to fix your problem. And really today we're talking about a lot of stuff that really does not cost anything. It's moving things around. So I think this is a really nice place to start before you go saying, this is too big, or I need this or that. Maybe you just need to move it around. Because we've all heard the saying, it's not what you got, but it's how you use it. So you might just be fine with what you got. You just got to move it around a little bit and set it up differently and Mm -hmm. have a whole new space, a whole new feel. Mm -hmm. Because furniture placement and how it relates to the other pieces in the room really impacts the feel of the room, whether it be size, comfort, or even the mood of a space. I would love to start with my favorite tip. Do it. Okay. We need a starting point. I think the thing to do first is to take a picture of your room. You're going to see things in the photo that you may not notice walking in the room, and this is going to really help you see the room from a different way of looking at it because you're experiencing the room. You're not noticing things because you're walking in the room. Your your eyes are ignoring things that it sees every day, but when you see it in the photo, I think that's a great way to look to see, is this a good layout? Is this too cluttered? Is it working for me? We'll be going through some things to look for in that photo, but let's start with that photo. And, you know, I love a before and after photo. So go ahead and take that picture. Well, also, it's very practical because what if you move it around and you don't like it, and then you can't remember how you had it before? And then, oh, (laughs) well, especially, you can put it back. Well, no kidding. Especially. If you are cleaning a built-in, some bookcases, Uh, that's a great thing to do is to take a picture of that. If you're wanting to put it back the way it was, I don't know how you do it unless you take a picture. I just did that. I had to take all my stuff out of the hutch in the kitchen. It's all white. It's all white ironstone and various pieces of white uh, ceramics. Not only take the picture, but then I had to make it really big to tie. Oh, what platter was that? You know, is that one with the gold rim? Because mm-hmm. everything just fit perfectly. And I really liked the way it looked. And it took me a long time to get it that way. So I was so glad that I had thought to take that picture to start out with. Everybody is different, and that's what makes the world go round. Um, So you might want to approach switching your furniture around a different way. Like Anita really likes those movie things. And I really just use little rags. Although I keep telling her I might buy the little movie things. People Sliders. 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 Which makes me think of small hamburgers, which makes me think of dinner. Um, Hamburglar? Is that what you're... No, like little slider hamburgers. Oh, sliders. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so you could move your room around virtually on a computer. And there Mm -hmm. are certain companies and brands that offer this on their website. But of course, they're just letting you sort of plug in their furniture. I couldn't find one that was just sort of generic. I think there may have been one for Better Homes and Gardens that was kind of generic where you could put in different things. But I think it's for me, even though I spent a lot of time 
for work on the computer, that's not the way I would want to move my room around. People can also tape things off. Now, of course, this may be if you don't have any furniture in the room or you're looking to add a certain piece, maybe you have the dimensions of the piece you're considering and you could put painter's tape on the ground. You know, don't use some sort of tape that's going to pull up any mm-hmm. of the finish on your floor, right. obviously. Paint painter's tape. Blue. Use painter's tape. Yeah, that or is and that frog tape is probably good too, but that blue painter's tape mm-hmm. is good. But my favorite method is just move it around because uh-huh. nothing's going to give you the feel True. like really moving the stuff and then being able to sit on it and seeing the different perspectives you might get and how the furniture relates to each other. But it doesn't hurt to take out graph paper and do yourself a little drawing. So whatever really works for you, or you, mm-hmm. if you don't know, then you could try these various methods. But at the end of the day, at some point, you're just going to have to really move the furniture. Well, I think the reason that you might want to tape it out or do it on your computer or something first is if you're moving from one house to another, or if it's a hassle to move the item, then you want to have it planned out ahead of time. If we're talking about you're hiring people to come move things from upstairs to downstairs or back and forth, then I think you want to have a good feel for where everything's going. But if it's all on the same level and you can just move it around yourself with sliders, well, and really the best way to see how it's going to look is just to look at it. But sometimes it's an expensive proposition to hire somebody and then you move it and then go, you know what, that's not really working right. there. Right. And then I do want to mention about the sliders because I had I was at a house recently. Be sure and remove them when your furniture's where you want it to be. So it's not really something you want to... <laughs> They keep I sliding. didn't think I needed to say this, but, uh, but don't leave know. them. Don't leave them under your furniture once you've moved them where you want your furniture to be. They're they're not the little felt tip things. Just buy the felt things to go under. Right. Oh my gosh. Gosh, uh, you're full of good tips. <laughs> well, so another thing to talk about is making sure you know what the focal point in the room is, because that's going to help you decide on your furniture arranging. And most rooms have a natural focal point, like, for example, in a living room, your focal point is going to be where your eye naturally goes. And your eye is going to go someplace where it makes sense. So like in a living room, if you walk in, usually the fireplace is the first thing that you notice. If you're going into a bedroom, usually the focal point is going to be the bed. Right. So keep that in mind. If you want some particular wall to be a focal point, that's where you might want to add a big piece of artwork or a big mirror or a big piece of furniture. Good tip. Yes. Yeah, definitely want to um, take into consideration that focal point. And if you don't have a focal point, then you might want to come up with one. And maybe that, if in a room that doesn't have a fireplace or doesn't have a great panel of windows or doesn't have a big piece of art, you know, maybe it is a sofa or something like that. Mm -hmm. I would suggest, particularly if you're working with furniture that you have on hand, whether it's all in the same room or it's in different places in your house, clear the room in question of all small pieces Mm -hmm. of furniture Mm -hmm. and clutter. Uh, uh, Well, let's start with the clutter. Clear it of the clutter, then clear it of the small decorative items, and then maybe even clear it of the small furniture because you really want to focus on the big pieces first Mm -hmm. and how are they going to work together, ingress and egress, so passages and paths throughout the room because most rooms in a home – 
lead on to another room. So it may be it's not the room you have to march through from the front door, but you still are going to need a path through it, mm-hmm. particularly if it's a living room or a family room that's going to be somehow adjacent to a kitchen. You know, there's going to be a lot of activity back and forth between those two rooms. So you, I think you really want to focus on how the big pieces play in the room. And speaking of the word big, oftentimes people have furniture that's just too big for their rooms. And there was a time not too long ago, everybody, where all the arms were rolled and all the bits were overstuffed and the furniture just got so big. So if you are in a position of perhaps even replacing some items or adding some items, you first might want to assess whether or not the pieces that you have actually work as far as scale. Mm-hmm. I think you're so, so right on that. I mean, sometimes you have a piece of furniture and it's really just overpowering for a room. But the other thing we've seen is sometimes a room is just ends up getting full of lots of little pieces of furniture. And I've seen that a lot too, where maybe there's a room where it's kind of the room where all the leftovers go, or even if it's not where all the left, it just kind of ends up getting that feeling if it's a lot of little pieces. So I agree with you about pulling all those pieces out first and then start putting things back kind of one at a time. You know, a lot of times you probably have too many small pieces in the room. And then if you have big pieces in the room, sometimes it doesn't work if you have a really small chair next to a really large, very tall or very wide chest. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Your arranging really needs to start with the space itself. Take that into consideration, the scale of the furniture, and then you're going to dive into, well, how are these pieces going to work in this particular room based on the shape of the room? Is it long and narrow? Is it boxy? You know, where are the windows and all that? And how do the pieces play together? So ways to set up your rooms. Well, the default is everything against the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And that's what a lot of people do. It just seems like, sure, you you want to have, have your room feel spacious, so the furniture shouldn't be in the middle of the room. It should be pushed as far as it can be away from the center of the room and away from the other pieces. But really, in actuality, unless you've got a super small room, that's probably not the best arrangement. And so if you're doing that right now, one of the first things you could do before even doing any other dramatic moving or removing is maybe just pull it away from the walls a little bit. If you want to sort of dip your toe into this, pull it away from the wall. Maybe put a console table behind it. Gather those chairs around where they, people can actually have a conversation together. Creating smaller areas within even an average size room can actually even make the room feel bigger. Kind of think mm-hmm. about the idea of a garden. If you have a flat expanse of lawn in your backyard and you can see it all well even if it's gigantic as far as you know square footage of grass it still just kind of looks like one big square or one big rectangle but if you start breaking that up into smaller rooms or smaller areas where designated things happen the whole space takes on a whole different feel and it actually feels bigger and this is definitely a way to make a small backyard feel much bigger is to break it into rooms. So if you apply that same theory to your living room or whatever room you're rearranging the furniture in, you may actually create 
you're not adding any square footage, but you are creating the sense of a bigger space because you can be over here having a conversation with your neighbor who just popped by on two chairs with a little table next to you. Or you could be then at another time laying on the sofa and watching a movie or on your iPad or something like that. And then maybe over here, there's a small writing desk or a small gaming table, you know, and that you can do things at. That's a different task. And it actually makes the room feel larger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you're right. And if you have an open concept house like we do, then it really makes sense to kind of partition off your room visually. So we have one large open concept space. One area is the living room, one is the kitchen, and one is the breakfast room. And we've even partitioned off the kitchen partition. I mean, what I mean to say Kitchen partitioned? <laughs> uh, what I mean is the living room behind the sofa. Yeah. The, the kitchen, if you're in the kitchen, you were facing the back of the sofa. So so you wouldn't feel like you were on the outside looking in. Right. We put a chest and a chair behind the sofa. So you feel like, oh, I'm in my kitchen area and I'm not outside of the living room going, hello. Right. Hello. It makes sense for the space. So I think that's a good point. Another thing to really think about is symmetry. Now, I th- you can definitely overdo it, but your eye wants the space to have order. And some symmetry in the room gives a feeling of order. If it's cluttered, your eye, it's, it's going to stress you in a way that you might not even be aware of. If there's no symmetry, it can stress you. I mean, this is something that's very calming. When your eye sees some order, some visual order, it's a calming thing. So kind of look to see if the if there's some symmetry in the room. And not everything has to be symmetrical, but I think you do want some symmetry in the room uh, as it relates to balance. Yes, and uh, symmetry, I love it. And we should link to our symmetry mm-hmm. episode because there's a lot of great information in there. So let's do that. And the, the word that, uh, that you used, balance, you have to really mm-hmm. consider that when you are rearranging your furniture. You don't want all the heavy pieces on one end of the room or one side of the room and light and airy pieces on the other. You want to create symmetry in your balance, like Anita just said. Think of it as like a seesaw. If everything heavy is at one end of the room. That pulls it down a little bit. It might be beautiful things, but it's going to make it feel wrong. Like you want the seesaw to be even, mm-hmm. right? Well, like when you were little and you'd want to you know, even it out with your friend. I know I always did that. It'll be like, how can, and everybody's on their tiptoes trying to even it out. Yeah. So there's a skill to doing that. And just like there's a skill to balancing your room. So figure out, oh, if I've got some dark pieces on this side, I want to want to put a couple of dark pieces on that side. And I want to incorporate some lighter, airier pieces on both sides to balance it out. Another idea is to put things on the diagonal. I love that. Something that is going to be not stuffed into a corner, but sort of shaving off the corner and sort of rounding out the room. Of course, the a larger size room can accommodate this a little better because it does make your furniture jut out a little bit further into the center, mm-hmm. but it depends on the scale of your furniture. This could really be accomplished in any size room. It softens it. It makes it, all the pieces almost feel like they're engaged. If you have a chair that's smack against the wall, kind of feels like a timeout chair. Kind of feels yeah. like you were put over there because you got in trouble and you're not <laughs> supposed to talk to the other people that are in the room. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I wanted to talk a little bit also about the layout of the room where it comes to some dimensions to think about. And one is for traffic flow areas. You want to have at least 30 inches of passageway around furniture. 
Uh, so make sure you have that much of leeway. So you don't want to, you know, have a chair sticking out in a passageway where just somebody has to slide by. And I've got one place at the farm kind of like that. That's a little tough, but uh, I don't know. We kind of, we, it's probably not quite 30 inches, but I'm, I do my best there. Uh, you want 14 to eight inch, 18 inches between the sofa and the coffee table. And then keep in mind uh, for a standard viewing distance for a TV, you want it to be 8 to 12 feet away from the sofa. A dining room table, you want to have at least 36 inches away from each wall. And one other dimension for you, if you have a seating area, you don't want the seating to be more than 8 feet away from each other. Well, kind of like you were saying, you know, you want the seating area. So you don't, if you had a room where all the seating was just on the walls, it's probably more than eight feet away. So, I mean, another way to think of it, if you don't want to think about the numbers, is sit in the chair or the sofa in your room. Look at somebody sitting in the other chair and think, does this feel like a comfortable conversation or does it feel like I'm having to raise my voice to talk to that person? If you feel like they're too far away, like for you to have a private conversation with, or if you're having to raise your voice, then the seating's too far away. Rifting off that, have a place to put drinks or feet in your room. So Mm -hmm. this is really important in the arranging because it needs to be comfortable. Not only will this enhance the room and make it look beautiful and make it look like a room somebody wants to be in, but it'll actually be comfortable when you're in there. So even if it's a small little side table or nesting tables are great like that, make sure that every place that you're inviting someone to sit has a comfortable place to put a drink or a glass or Mm -hmm. a magazine or your glasses, something that you can reach to without really overextending or getting up off your chair to do that. Another point, and I'm sure Anita will echo this, is anchor your areas with rugs. So if you've got a couple of conversational areas in one room, you could even do two different rugs. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Are you looking for a gift that keeps on giving this Mother's Day? A connected frame from Aura will do just that. An Aura frame will give smiles, joy, and happiness every day of the year. Named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things three years running, it is guaranteed to make mom smile. An Aura frame brings all your photos and videos together in one gorgeous high-resolution display. Preload the frame with meaningful memories and a special message that will appear as soon as it's set up. There's unlimited storage, unlimited contributors, and you can share photos from any device and they will instantly appear in the frame. And setup could not be easier. You download the free Aura app, plug in the frame, connect it to Wi-Fi, and select photos or videos to add. This is the perfect gift for my mom. Mom, I hope you're not listening to this episode because we live far away from each other and we love sharing photos. So rather than scrolling through text or sending them in an email, they'll all be right there on the frame wherever she chooses to display it in her home. From now until Mother's Day, DTT listeners can save on the perfect gift. Visit AuraFrames.com. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. And our listeners will get up to $40 off while supplies last. Terms and conditions apply. Life comes with built-in stress. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and be on all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself. Do less and maybe try some therapy. 
Realizing you're under stress and having someone objective, skilled, and caring to talk it through with may be just what you need. So start de-stressing with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone or be on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Decorating Tips and Tricks is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com DTT. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash D-T-T. Once there was a product designer named Jane who thought, wouldn't it be better to repair what we have than to make more stuff? And from that thought, Sugru was born. Sugru Multiple Glue is the perfect tool for small repairs and creative DIY projects. Described by Forbes as the 21st century duct tape, Sugru is great for repairing just about anything from ceramics to appliances, boots, leaky faucets, and more. Sugru comes in 10 different colors, which can all be mixed together to develop any shade you'd like. Sugru can also be used to hang lightweight objects, and it's removable. I used it over the weekend for two container pots. I realized that one had a crack in it, so I took out my Sugru, used the black to make the repair, filled the pots up with dirt, and watered the plants, and Sugru is holding the crack together perfectly. There are endless ways to use Sugru to fix your life. You'll get 10% off if you sign up for the awesome newsletter that Sugru produces. Head to the link that's in the show notes, scroll down, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll receive 10% off any of their DIY products. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. You're going to want to add some height. And maybe all the furniture is playing nicely together. I've got the chair as a, near each other and you've got tables and maybe you threw in an ottoman for some feet and you've got a good sized coffee table and everything's where it's supposed to be. But everything just looks like it kind of stops maybe a third of the way up the wall. Everything's just low. Your eyes are giving your mind clues as to what you think about the room. And if it's all down low, you might feel like a little oppressed in the room in a way. You know? <laughs> You're being held down? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's not something you might even be able to articulate. But sometimes when you just have a room and you're like, what is wrong with it? You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's the balance and you figure that out and you're like, bam, fixed it. But if everything's low, you might get that sort of closed in feeling. So put in tall standing lamp, put maybe in one of those cool arced lamps, get a big plant. You know, if you don't have window treatments and you think that might help put the window treatments up high and maybe do them in an accent color or something. So it'll bring your eye up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember our first house, we had a situation like that. It was not, there were not tall ceilings. Actually, it was an eight-foot ceilinged house and it was kind of an old bungalow. They had taken the wall between the living room and the dining room. So it was kind of one long room. You know, when we first moved in, we didn't have a lot of furniture and just we had some low, small pieces and it just felt off. It really did. Because we had cheap, small little pieces of furniture that were thrown in there. Right. So that's kind of, you need some of those taller pieces 
or bigger artwork to feel like, you know, you filled up the space. So yeah, very much agree with that. Just shaking it up and moving things around, rearranging, taking some of these tips that we gave you today, especially if you do invest in those sliders, it, you know, it can really change up a room and what a great time of year to do it. Sort of in the springtime, and then maybe add some new toss pillows and you're going to feel like you have a whole new room. This information can pertain to really any room in your house. Don't you think, Anita? Oh, oh yes, of course. And uh, yeah, I think it definitely applies to any room. It's just slightly different depending on what room, but uh, I think the general principles do apply to all rooms. And I wanted to kind of just summarize the key words from today. We talked about balance of the room. We talked about scale. We talked about symmetry, focal points, and zones. So I think those are kind of the things to keep in mind. Yeah, zones being like creating different seating areas. or, Or like I said, in my house, we have the breakfast room table in one corner of the room and then the living room furniture in the other part of the room. So yeah, kind of like that. Now that we've got all the furniture arranged, Anita, tell us what the DTT Define is. The DTT Define today is squab cushion. Never heard of it. (laughs) I know. I don't think I've heard of this either, but it's a loose flat cushion on the seat of a chair. So it's not attached in any way. And I thought, okay, now what is a squab? So I looked it up. Yeah, it sounds like a kind of like a squash or something. Yeah, something short and wide, I'm guessing. I don't know. So it's a fledgling bird, or it can also <laughs> refer to as a couch, or it, that's, that was the word they used, yeah, or a short, stout person. So wow, that's what squab means, and this is a squab cushion. <laughs> so I don't know. I better not ever hear anyone calling me that. Okay, well, good to know. Yeah, so if anyone calls you a squab, it's not a compliment. So what's your crush? (laughs) My crush is another gardening book. I can't stop reading gardening books. I can't get out of my garden. This one is Raised Bed Gardening by none other than Kelly Kim. Some of you might know Kim. She's got a big YouTube presence. It's a wonderful book, especially for somebody who wants to start Raised Bed Gardening this year. She takes you through all the steps from creating the bed yourself. You could also use all her suggestions for different kinds of raised beds. And then she has different plans for planting in them for maybe a kid's bed or a culinary bed. So it's a great resource for anybody who wants to get into raised bed gardening. Link will be in the show notes. Okay, because I am interested in raised bed gardening. So I'm going to have to check that out. What's your crush? So my crush is Lavazza Espresso Italiano Blend. So last week I mentioned the Killer Bee. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite drink, a favorite coffee drink. And this is the particular espresso beans that we've been using. And it was so smooth. I mean, now it may have to do with the fact that we have a new espresso machine. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That may have something to do with it. But this was such a smooth blend it I'm very particular about I don't like it if it's bitter and this wasn't bitter at all it was really delicious so I got the medium roast it's made in Italy and uh, they also have a grand crema which I've ordered and I'm going to try that one next I've seen that brand I've seen their logo and it written but I don't know whether I'm not a big coffee drinker as you know and (laughs) you're usually not such a big coffee drinker either right this is a departure for you do you grind your own beans 
Well, we got a new machine and it's got the grinder built in. So it, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And it does the foaming automatically too. You just kind of put your, the cup in there and uh, push the button. It's really amazing. I got Peter like the baseline, like, you know, the introductory model. He has to do that all himself and there's no grinder, but yours sounds pretty snazzy. So maybe, maybe if he's a very good boy next year for Christmas, he can get a better machine. Oh yeah. Because I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm like, this will be fine, honey. (laughs) And it's not too big. I don't want a big thing on my counter. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, everyone. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home and a great cup of coffee sometimes. (laughs) Until next time. 